I'm looking for a party of two. Party of two? Party of two right here. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of Party of Two, a Parks podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the Internet's Mark B. Donica. And I am the other host, Andrea Donica. This will be a show comprising of general geekdom, fandom, appreciation for all things parks. Amusement parks, theme parks. Uh, we're big fans of both sides with a little bit of a Venn diagram in the middle where I'm a little bit more towards like amusement and, and thrill parks, even though I can't fit into most of the roller coasters that I love so much. And uh, where, as Andrea, I think will be more the, the the theme expert. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain is themed towards fun. Without any trees and everyone is frying and dying in the summer Valencia heat. I mean, we live we live in the, the damn desert. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I suppose we'll try to keep this as PG as possible because this is about family entertainment. Um, but we are a married couple. Yeah. So that will also bring a whole another level of entertainment to this podcast. We'll do a uh, party of two after dark or something like that. <laughs> um, parks after dark. Um, but on, on this first episode, we wanted to sort of give you an introduction to who we are and why we think you should listen to a, a couple of uh, happily married folks talking about parks that they enjoy or... Uh, suffer together through uh uh, enjoying together and uh so we're gonna do something that when we do have some some of our friends some other theme park folks come through here we're gonna be asking them the five most important theme park questions and uh we we want to know yours too we are on twitter at uh party of two pod i'm pretty sure i'm gonna double check that (laughs) but uh we are on twitter i will i will double check and throw it back but we're gonna start with uh i think i mean a very very important question there's no i mean i i can tell what sort of uh uh area of parks that you will go to for this one but uh andrea my lovely wife what is your favorite ride Pirates of the Caribbean, Why hands is that? down. Oh, because it is that last bit of classic Walt Disney magic. It was kind of the last thing he really had his hand in for design, and I think you can really feel that as a uh, guest at Disneyland. Um, just the magic behind starting in the caves with all the skeletons, and then suddenly. The pirates are brought to life, and you're just fully transported. Um, the theming is really incredible. It's not a rushed ride. I like that it's, you know, around 15 minutes or so. It's a nap um, ride. Yeah. Um, except I would be mad if you took a nap. You're never mad when I take a nap. <sighs> <laughs> but but that you bring up a very interesting point, as you said, into Disneyland. And Pirates of the Caribbean is featured at... All it's featured at all of the Disney parks around the world. Yeah. So is the and and we've been on three versions of the ride. That's correct. But but the Disneyland version so far is the best. Is there an iteration because there have been a lot of changes and even the the version that we just went on recently, the the most up to date version is way different than when even we started going to the parks as adults. That's true. Um. And by the way, I'm all for liberated redhead. Mm-hmm. So haters gonna hate, 
but uh, I'm glad that we have moved past um, sex slavery um, and uh, that we can just continue to see the past with the rose-tinted glasses because I think that's what Disneyland was supposed to be in the first place. You know, you you still get that nitty-gritty feeling, but um, not to the point where people have to feel really uncomfortable about things. And I can say as a small little girl, I knew exactly what that meant during the auction. And while I will... A part of me is going to miss the old dialogue, sure. I mean, We Wants the Redhead is such a fun thing to say, mm. but um, I, I like the makeover overall. Though I will say they need to fix the audio on that because I couldn't really hear most of what um, Red is saying now. No. Um, so they need to do some level adjustments. But, you know, these are minor things in entertainment. I think they need to adjust the audio quality. Because it sounds like brand new audio versus audio from the 1950s and 60s. And I know that, you know, there there are ways to clean up the old one. But there are also, I think, ways to dirty up the old one to make it feel like it's been a part of the ride the whole time. And I do think that, you know, they've gone to whatever extreme measures they've needed to to clean up the old audio. Um, because, I mean, Pirates has gone through a lot of makeovers over the years. Um, and in terms of technology, it's something that Disney makes sure to really maintain and keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like looking at uh, a- an older movie. You know, it has that, that slight graininess and, and you like that. It has a theatrical quality, whereas if you just watch something that's shot with an HD camera on an HD TV, it doesn't have that same dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I prefer the more vintage, old school type of feel. Um, and in terms of the different pirates attractions over the world, um, I prefer the staging and um, the progression of ours a lot better. I know that Tony Baxter, for example, his big thing about building pirates, um, when when he had his hand in it, was having it end with the skeletons. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's... <laughs> it's kind of a negative way of looking at things. And I mean, I can understand why it's like cause and effect. Like, yeah, ultimately, they're all dead. Woo! But... Uh, I think it's more magical and more fun to be transported back in time mm. and, and then uh, be brought out right at the end before a true chaos is about to ensue and you might um, end up with the same fate as the rest of the pirates. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember the Paris one as intensely. I, I mean, that whole day was kind of a rush, but it, yeah, it was yeah. it, it was so oddly. It felt like a knots ride. Yeah. As opposed to like a full Disney experience. And I don't know if that's because of all the, the budgetary things with Disney Empires, blah, blah, blah. No, but- it's also the animatronics because ours are uh, more caricatured mm-hmm. and um, a little more goofy looking. They have a, a slightly grainier animated quality, whereas the all of the figures in Paris were very, very realistically made to look, but though maybe a little plasticky shiny for the faces but even like i remember distinctly there's one part where 
we um we are uh go- we're just going down the river and there's a pirate just kind of hanging from a rope i don't know if it was like there was a it was supposed to imply that they were swinging from it or not but like mm. they were it was yeah it was a very weird like we're moving but it's not very bizarre sort of a thing and it's kind of it's kind of what i that and the talking skull at the very end were like the two main things that i even remember from that version but uh, solid pirates of the caribbean uh very good this entire time i've been trying to think of what (laughs) what i would name mine to be because i i consider it something that you have to go on every single time you you visit and if if we're going with if we're going with disney i'll i'll give two very quick answers because i was talking about roller coasters and and amusement parks as opposed to theme parks and i would say my favorite roller coaster is uh and even then i'm like starting to splinter off into Hmm. woody versus steel um I'd have to say Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain is just, it's a classic Woody. It, it feels really, it, it feels dated, um, <laughs> but it's, it's a classic experience where you're like just safe enough, which I, I don't think a lot of, uh, a lot of roller coasters tend to uh, fall into that category very much. Mm. The formerly, formerly terminator the the formerly known as terminator something or other is named after one of the one of the uh, movies which is now i think apocalypse yeah. or something like that is an ama- is a steel uh a steel framed woody that is just uncontrollable and not and it, it feels more unsafe than fun whereas colossus i think rides that happy medium but now it's twisted colossus which is half a stupid decision but if we're talking about disney stuff theme stuff uh i gotta go with um i gotta go with star tours big star wars fan the two of us big star wars fans but uh it's it's everything you know it's the the feel like the classic star tours i will i'll never forget um but the score all of the planets you visit even the new ones it's it's a fun experience every time and i really wish that we'd be able to visit the older planets in some they they re what's the word they sort of uh hd remix the uh the older stuff and and get us a chance to to look at that but i everything about it and the fact that we're getting more star wars in the parks and being able to escape into that world is such a welcome change Though mm-hmm. not to our wallets. <laughs> uh, nope. I, I'm super stoked for Galaxy's Edge. I'm also terrified for how much the tickets are going to be. Just just for a day. Yeah. And, and even for a one park. And how they're going to implement that. I have heard talk that they're going to completely block out most annual passes mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. Which is making me think about what we're going to do about renewing as it's coming up for us. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit more sure. in, in some of the other shows that we're going to be doing for uh, coming up on this channel. But uh, moving on to the next most important theme park question. Favorite snack or beverage? I, I'm pretty sure I know your answer too, but uh, let's, let's hear. What do you got? I can't pick one. I... Okay, okay. So, I they, guess by principle, by principle, I have to say a Dole Whip. Yeah. Okay, because 
uh, a an old best friend of mine, she actually introduced me to a Dole Whip and the Tiki Room at the same time. I had been to the Tiki Room as a very small child, but I did not remember it. Um, and after maybe one of the the second or the third time that my mother brought me when I was small, I wasn't really all that enthralled by it, I guess. So she just never brought me back. And it was something that I never noticed, I guess, when I was having my nose pointed in the direction of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, so then when my friend said to me when we were going, she's like, have you had a Dole Whip? I'm like, what are you talking about? And she introduced me to this pineapple swirl of goodness and I became absolutely addicted. Mm. Super, super delicious. And uh, I'm lactose intolerant. And I didn't know that at the time when I was consuming all of the de- these delicious swirls. But aren't they non-dairy? They're non-dairy. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it was what... something that I could really enjoy without um, feeling super sick afterwards. I never felt sick after eating them. So I'm like, hey, this is great. And then one day I saw uh, the ingredients for um, the mixture online and it kind of freaked me out because I had recently had about four or five in one visit for a birthday. And then I was kind of uh, thinking to myself, wow, I am putting a lot of uh, artificial stuff into my system. It's so good, though. It is so good. It's delicious. It is. Um, But... If I had to choose a beverage, I would say a mint julep mm. because I, it's just so refreshing, especially in hot, hot Anaheim on a summer day. But if you had to pick between a mint julep or a pineapple whip, I'd, I'd pick the pineapple whip. But if I am at Magic Kingdom in Florida, what I want is the citrus swirl. Yeah. It's so good. I like how we're trying to pick our favorites and we're both going into multiples. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, well, no, I, I mean that... Same, I did it on the ride. I, I so. can't. I, I just, I can't. Yeah. Well, I, and I mean, asking to pick your favorite ride is like trying to choose between your children, mm. at least in my view. Sure. Not that your we have giant them. metal children. Yes. Your giant water-filled boat-riding children. With special odors. Special odors asmr um <laughs> so what about you for me it's like i was trying to pick some something like super specialized or this or that and, and i'm wondering if it's a lot simpler than that and and something that you something that you can get and then plus up with something else and because there, there's a lot of things that i was going for but i think i gotta go with a churro for the main reason is now they're doing like designer churros with <laughs> designer the churros. seriously with like by being general and saying a churro, but then going, well, we had a grape one. That yeah. was awesome. We had a pineapple whip one. That was awesome. I they have lemon like the ones. Pineapple. They've got fruity pebbles ones. They've got this. They've got that. That's, that's an easy sort of cop out answer because you can get a lot of different types of tastes at once. But this, since, since you went beverage, I'll go beverage too. A fountain Coke, like it's very, it's very simple. It's very basic. Is it can is is a lot more general and something you can have really anywhere. But super super specific. One of my favorite things to have at Plaza Inn. There we go. At uh, at Disneyland is grape juice. Yep. With I was with shocked. fried chicken 
in, in or anything there, but we mostly have fried chicken. Yeah. Um, the when grape- he was saying oh, the Coke, I was like, "Why are you not talking about the grape?" Yeah, dude, the juice. grape juice. Like, I'm 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 a sucker for grape. And now with the new Bing Bong stuff on on Pixar Pier, yeah. the grapes rule oh, good. Oh my gosh! And honestly, the more that we go there, I may. I may start to really, really be addicted to. We must those. buy them all. We must buy them all. Well, especially yes. the the candy too. But they've got the flavored cake pops. They've got the flavored this, the flavored yeah. that. The big sour fest is almost over. By the way, get the slow burn. That's all I'm gonna say. But didn't you didn't you get one of the flavors replaced because they were out? No, that was the one that they didn't oh. have to change. Yeah. Very what good. what was the flavor that they ran out of? I mean, they ran out of a couple. Yeah. Because I, I was gonna get the rainbow, and they're like, no. They, they are in high demand, so make sure you keep that in mind if you try to go to Pixar Fest before it ends. Well, the Bing Bong stuff is going to be there That's true. For, for a while. But, you know, they might change the menu without letting us know. Disney does that. I'd be that. surprised. Disney does that, though. Yeah, they may add to it or make it to something that's a lot... It may not be as varied. Yeah. Because stuff usually launches with a big, great menu like... Um, what uh, Hungry Bear relaunched oh. with such a great menu, and now it's back to being Garbo. It's not not, not gar- Garbo, but, but it's more basic. Yeah, it's not as great as it was. But I have heard that the fried green tomatoes have made their way over back? to Riverbell Terrace. I saw it All on right. the menu not too long ago. We haven't eaten there in a while, but I mean, it's hard, you know, if going however frequently and. Eating at one or two places a time. Yeah. Either way. Uh, moving on to favorite entertainment offering slash show. This this one is uh, there. I mean, over the years, there it, it's a constant changing of everything, really. Yeah. And so you get we get new stuff seasonally almost, except for the Christmas fantasy, which has been the thing for a long time. But so long. Sensational. Really? It's absolute favorite? Absolute favorite. Hot damn. I, I think that the other thing, too, is being a theatrical person. Mm-hmm. I think that the way they've constructed it, um, the way they've made all of the different melodies work together and sync, mm-hmm. um, and the presentation of the floats, they're so colorful and they're so much fun. And really, it's really nicely varied. It really gives notice to a large expanse of Disney. Obviously, I'm I'm kind of biased in Disney with all my questions. Like, well, like we're we're gonna try. It might be a little bit more on my end mm-hmm. to be not as Disney biased. Ooh, ooh. You know what though? If I'm gonna just revert back for two quick seconds in terms of um, a, a favorite beverage, butter, butter beer. beer. Yeah. Butter beer. A little surprised you didn't say that, but uh, I like I all of a sudden I just remembered Universal's a thing, um, but have <laughs> it like it's not a great theme park beverage, but similarly Duff was just one of those things mm-hmm. of like as as a Simpson longtime Simpsons fan being able to be like I'm drinking a Duff is is one of those like really weird like ah oh, cool and they have Buzz Cola as well and it's it's just one of those weird like I never thought the bre- the cross branding thing would work. Um, always in a similar always in a similar <laughs> similar vein like while you were while you were talking about it i just went "Ooh, we're going heavy disney and all of this stuff um because i think it's they it's a little bit more memorable yeah like, there's some stuff that 
at Universal, at the Six Flags parks, um, at other various parks around the country, that they have stuff that lives there for a little bit, but it's kind of the same guts with a different outline. Um, I remember watching, I mean, who? Mm, mm. Oh, oh, what's happening? Waterworld's pretty great. <gasps> oh my God, yes. Waterworld's pretty great. You know what? Actually, I am, I'm going to take it back. Sensational. I, I will call Sensational my favorite parade. I mean, it is a music celebration. But come on, come my on. favorite show is Waterworld. And there's a reason why it's been around for as long as it has. People love it. Mm-hmm. From and it's still, in, it's still in Japan. Yes. Uh, and Japan made it over, apparently. Oh, they changed it up? Uh, when they kind of refurbished, refurbished it and plussed it up a little bit, they just made some slight adjustments. The company from Japan that took it over for the Japanese park, they actually took it over for Hollywood as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we still don't know how much longer we'll have it in Hollywood, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to stick around in Japan because over the summer it turns into a one-piece show which i really want to i've seen a lot of videos and they hire american actors for various oh. various parts because it makes sense but it's uh it oh i want to go um i know but uh Waterworld's pretty great i'm not saying it's my favorite but it's just one of those things of like it stands the test of time but it's one of those you'll never see, you won't see something you'll see like a water stunt show or whatever but Similarly, there was the Wild West stunt show. There was at Magic Mountain, the first one that I remember, what and one that stuck around for a long time and sort of changed only a little bit was the Batman stunt show. They would change oh, the yeah. Batmobile up a little bit. They would change the villain to whoever the most recent Batman movie was, um, and it was pretty. Excuse me, it was pretty cool. But um, like in terms of other shows at at Six Flags, that's that's really the only one. There's like the Parade of Heroes, where it's it's like the the superheroes on ATVs. Yeah, they. I remember seeing a parade at Six Flags once and just being like, "Why?" There was there was a oh that's right there was a Kids WB show where the kid where they would get kids up on stage to to interact and it would be like some animals, some this, uh, various characters, and that was that was fun back for when I was at the appropriate age. Um, but I mean, for the longest time, my favorite offering was the Main Street Electrical Parade and it will live, live on and on and on in in our hearts. But now, uh, why I want to call it light of the night, but that's not what it's called. Paint the night. Paint the night. Paint the night is awesome. Paint the night is amazing. It's, it's a evolution of the Main Street Electrical Parade. It's Main Street Electrical Parade for today. And and while the retro style is sort of back in r- right now, it's not just making the leap to paint the night is so welcome. And uh, it may be an answer to another question on this list. Uh, four, dark ride or thrill ride? Well, I think my answer is going to be obvious. Dark ride. Thr- oh. <laughs> And I think your answer will be obvious. The only thing... So I'm going to say thrill ride. But the only thing that's a drawback to a thrill ride is that they're so short. If that's the, what I get disappointed about with If them. the lines are short enough to sort of even it out, I feel better about it. 
it's one of the reasons why I don't like Goliath at Six Flags because the line is so long and it's not anything really special. It was just a giant, a larger Colossus. Like it's fine, and and if you and or Titan, if you're near the middle of America, they have a they have the same ride, but it's just called Titan. Yeah. Um, same color scheme too. But uh, <laughs> that's lazy. Thinking about like the Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure, that was so much fun, and we we waited like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that that was great. We we jumped on and off things really easily. And Incredible Hulk, I think, is probably my new favorite roller coaster, but it's it's about 50, 55 seconds long. The launch is remarkable. It's really cool. It's huge. It's high looping. It combines a lot of my favorite things about roller coasters. And, and it's one of the reasons why I like them a little bit more. But when it comes to dark rides, sometimes the weight versus how long the ride is match up a lot more. So with a Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe we'll wait 10, 15 minutes, maybe 25, 30 minutes. But if it's a 10, 15 minute ride... That's a lot of time in the shade, in the dark, in the uh, in the air conditioning. A little bit of splash water on you, but it's it, and and it's the whole presentation of it. The ride starts in line, especially when it comes to like your haunted mansion. The ride starts way before you actually get on a car. The moment you get into the queue, because you're outside of the house and you're learning about different inhabitants from its history star tours like star, star tours, tours i think tours. is a great oh, like yes. it's that's a thrill ride but it's still the ride starts in the queue that's true there are dark thrill rides mm-hmm. agreed um in terms of queues i would say that um indiana jones has like the best sure. at least from from my perspective um or you know it has the best queue but but no payoff uh, Poseidon. Oh, <laughs> Fury God. Of Poseidon. Yeah. It's just a cue. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, though. It was and fun. I hope, I mean, I, I'd i like to see them um, give it a little bit of TLC, but probably when probably it goes, not. they're just, it, Universal is not um, nostalgic about any of their attractions. Once no, they, they rip something out, it's gone. Yeah. It's really unfortunate for the rest of us isn't the only remaining opening day attraction uh et at least in florida yeah that's the only opening day one only one and And people are wondering how long it's gonna stick around for as a result and here they're all the studio tour because it started with the studio tour right it's just been iterated um but yeah i'd thrill ride for the most part i i i'll i am a a taller person and so there are a couple of thrill rides that I will give a shot, but if I don't like it, I'm never going on it again. <laughs> Case in point, Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm. I almost died. He did not almost die. We He's all, just freaking out about over died. it. He well, refuses to go back to Knott's Berry Farm for a while as a result. To kill me. I just really want boysenberry stuff. Oh, sure. But we just won't go to Ghost Rider. But it's, I like the ghost town. It's fun. That's But that's not Ghost Rider. So we don't have to go to Ghost Rider, but no, we'll go to the ghost town. But they play Ghost Riders in the sky in the queue. You know where else they play Ghost Riders in the sky? Country Bear Vacation Hoedown. You know where that is? Nowhere. And I'm crying inside <laughs> as know. a result. Which leads us to our fifth question. <laughs> what park music do you find yourself listening to most outside of the park? Hmm, I think... Are you are you thinking or do you know? 
I need to think a few okay, more moments. So, so why don't you go ahead and take it? There, back in the day before iTunes was a big thing, there were file sharing clients. I'll put it at that. <laughs> and one of the things that I was the proudest to find, because it was damn near impossible to find, was the techno cue music from Riddler's Revenge. At oh. Magic Mountain. The dun, 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 it dun, was dun, so good. And it wasn't necessarily like it didn't take a piece from the Bat- the Batman no. score or whatever, but it was just such a hot track. And that's still one of my favorite things to listen. Like when it comes across my iPod, I'm just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's get back into it. Um, Riddler's Revenge being my second choice for favorite roller coaster after Colossus. Um, but as- aside from, the- but that's one that, I don't necessarily seek out to make myself feel better. Mm. That's one that I'm just like, hell yeah, I'm all about this track. Uh, but it's up there. I would say probably the one that I listen to the most is Country Bear Vacation Hoedown because I loved the Country Bear Playhouse and all three of the shows found within and I was so sad when it closed down. But um, I, I, I'll listen to a 15, 16 minute track and just feel better. Um, especially with especially with how Henry leaves you or how Henry leads everybody out. It, 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 it's one of those things that just makes you feel better. Did you get, get enough time to think of one? Yeah. I mean, I still have a couple going through my head, but I think I'm going to go with, um, Tiki room music. Really? Yes. Um, I like the, uh, ambiance music that they play in general in Adventureland, but especially around the Tiki Room. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I can't help myself whenever I turn on the Tiki Room song. I can't help but sing along with it. Oh, sure. The, the, and it makes me happy. Not only do the birds sing words, but you do too. Exactly. So <laughs> we would like to know what your answers to these questions are. Let us know at Party of Two Pod. Two is spelled out, not the letter two. So P A R T Y O F T W O P O D. Party of Two Pod on Twitter. We would like to know what your questions are. Now, speaking of that Twitter account, uh, before we even launched this show, we sort of populated it with a whole bunch of pictures from a special event that is happening, or that excuse me, that happened in the month of August in uh, the in the Valley. With the Los Angeles, whatever. Sherman Oaks, California. Yes, the San Fernando Valley. Uh, far away, about an hour drive from Disneyland proper. But uh, we got to we got to be witness to a special event. It is called That's from Disneyland. And uh, it was put inside of an old sports authority, which uh, was definitely an interesting setup but they needed the space let me tell you it was absolutely incredible um mark and i have been to a lot of different um disney presentations d23s we've been to every single one but for me at least this is the uh one place where i have seen the most disney theme park concept art all in one area. So it was a gallery. Right. And also is going to be hosting a, or also did host a, an auction. Because uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of prime Disney and Disneyana and Disneyland-ana, sure. Di- 
Disneylandia. It's, it's, yeah, it's just called Disneyana. A lot of concept art, old posters, old animatronics. Uh, old signs. Ride vehicles. A lot of really cool stuff that you got to see uh, up close and personal. And, and some, figures, too. And some of our favorite stuff we posted to our Twitter account. So go go ahead and check all of those out. What what was your favorite thing that, that you got to see? Do you have a question? Okay, I'll I will say um, the mermaid from Submarine Voyage. Yeah. Submarine Voyage was my favorite thing. <laughs> and actually seeing uh, one of the mermaids that close um, after all these years, seeing how much smaller she was than uh, I I can think about it in my head, but then thinking, oh yes worst perspective of mm. course she would be this small that makes sense and maybe the the glass on the submarine enhanced what was on the outside yeah um but that that was kind of amazing to see if i had an unlimited budget i would buy the country bear playhouse wooden carved sign so fast oh i know I would show up day one <laughs> and just be like, all right, opening bids, $80,000. Oh I said unlimited money. That's yeah. not that bad. But but seeing a lot of the Country Bear art and how integral it was to the park and bear country being a thing and now it being critter country, it it's so awesome to sort of see it identified and acknowledged that this was a major part of Disneyland history, but the whole the whole establishment had a lot of things that I wasn't quite expecting. Now, considering everything was on sale, technically everything is technically on sale, up for auction. You you, you wonder where people get some of this stuff. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of um, brown line sketches, concept sketches from various artists. There's a lot of faded out placards from restaurants and ticket counters and things of that nature. Well, I can actually answer that for you. Go ahead. Um, the uh, curator of this collection, he kind of became the guy that people that would come into possession for these pieces would just reach out to because word would get around. Mm -hmm. So much so that apparently... Um, someone stole uh, the uh, placard of um, Walt Disney's opening day speech. Ooh, no, not no. not from the park, but it was in Tony Baxter's office. And eventually, it came back to Tony when the curator found out what had happened um, and said, "I don't want to have any part of this. You put it back where it came from." Um, but this gentleman would uh richard craft this is correct richard craft um he would uh he, he just kind of became obsessive with collecting everything and once disney started actually hosting auctions for old attraction pieces or anything from the theme parks um he was kind of the first to know about it and he was there front and center and wanted to get whatever he possibly could. Um, a lot of Tomorrowland stuff. Yes. 
Yes. Well, I mean, Tomorrowland has gone through the most changes yeah. out of any area in Disneyland. There's the rocket, not rocket to the moon, but the, the regular the rockets, an original Space Mountain car, rocket rods. There's a rocket rods car that was in Ugh. very, very ill repair. But, I mean, it was mostly fiberglass. Yeah. And and once that stuff cracks, it, it'll start to just kind of, I guess the best word to describe it is bleed out. Um, but Not good bones. No. But you know what was in excellent condition? The people moving. It was in great car. condition. It was so beautiful. I wanted to take a picture inside of it so badly. You couldn't touch it, though. However, we were able to take a picture inside of the Skyway bucket. Mm -hmm. I To this day, I don't know if I'd be able to go on that as an adult. That's fair. I'm a big man. And people back in those days were a little bit smaller. Uh, not to say that there weren't tall people, but I'm both. I am a big and tall. I, I doubt they would have had a weight limit at the time. At the time, though, no, I but now they now don't. They so they might. avoid it by just not doing it at all. Yeah. Even though the sky buckets are coming back in a way to no way. Walt Disney World. Well, I'm sure they're going to be even stronger than the originals. Yeah. I, it's, I wonder if they'll even be like a minor track. Like a like a small lightweight track, just I don't know. Either way, that'll be that'll be a different episode. Yeah. But and um, they'll be fully enclosed as well, which is another thing that's different. So this was put on thanks to the Van Eaton Galleries, and there were every they rotated kind of what fan uh, like shop fronts, storefronts, I guess. Like a lot of the online Disney fan base that runs stores. There were a lot of... No, what? You don't... Well, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was... Um, they, they. One of the things that I was going to say was there's a lot of different shops that, that have been hosted there. And the one that we got to see was, uh, was what? Well, at least for the two t-shirts that we got so that we can be adorable and match together. Well, that was my intention. My husband picked out which one we did. It's called the Lost Brothers That's Store. That's right, Lost Bros. And they, they had a lot of great... Yeah, bros, they called it They called it uh, the Disney Bounding Collection. And it, it just looks like various uh, sports team logos with the numbers on the back of the year that the movies came out. There's a really uh, there's a really cool Moana one. Greetings from the Islands that that mm -hmm. looked really cool, but they're pretty pricey. But for independent independent artists, it's one right. of those things like if you don't buy it, who will? You got to support them. And any all of the auction stuff is going towards uh, special needs charities, and and so it's all just a really it was all just a really nice event and something that I hope there are more just pop up galleries of people coming together to show off some really cool stuff of the history of this great theme park. I was really surprised at the size of the canoes. Like there was a, there's a Dave, I was going to say Davy Jones. Nope. Davy Crockett <laughs> canoe go. that was flipping huge. And you see, you well, see them on the water and it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, that looks big. But when you see it empty, when you see it empty and not submerged, because I, that, that's the other uh, difference. Really a, a good portion of the canoe is underneath the water, not showing off as much how deep it actually is. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, beast a big old boy it big was a boy. big boy um it, it was a very cool experience and something that we really only get around d23 time 
And that's going to be coming next year. And we really hope to be able to go. Yeah. Life permitting. But yeah. uh, this this has been a fun first episode of Party yeah. of Two Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Party of Two Pod for updates on if we're doing particular types of episodes because we've got a couple of different types of episodes that are becoming down the pipeline uh, make sure to follow us on soundcloud for the time being while we figure out our itunes feed and uh our other other socials andrew is there anything else you want to say before we go um i think that this podcast is going to be a lot of fun and that you should listen over and over again because um we're going to have a couple's banter. We're we're here to provide a little bit of a different perspective and not even though this is a very Disney heavy episode. Very Disney we're, heavy. We're here to provide a, a little bit more of a picture of various parks uh, of amusement and themed variety. And in that same vein, if there is a park uh, amusement experience that you would like for us to talk about, um, please shoot us a message, um, tell us about it, and we'll be happy to um, approach that. Yeah, we're going to be setting up an email address soon where you can send any sort of show ideas and we can do a little bit of research and talk about it. The, these first couple of episodes are going to be dealing within our wheelhouse and we're hoping that as we expand the show, we'll be able to travel out to more places around the country yes. and maybe even around the world in order to give uh, various accounts of our perspectives. We have been to a couple of various <laughs> major parks around the world, mm -hmm. and we'll definitely be bringing those conversations to you, the listener. So again, that's Party of Two Pod. Uh, Andrea, do you want the folks to follow you on Twitter? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Make It Aqua. So like Make It Blue or like Make It Pink from Sleeping Beauty. Of course, both terms were taken, so I picked my favorite color instead. And me, I'm Mark Bidonica, because that's my name. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on a bunch of other stuff. If you're here from those, thank you for listening through. I really appreciate it. Yeah. This is a, something that I hope to really expand and have fun and it's it gives a, a wonderful project for my wife and i to do so thank you for coming along on this journey uh we've been we've been holding up this ride operator for like 45 minutes they've been looking for somebody to go on this ride so um we're gonna ride this ride real quick <laughs> but uh we will be back next time uh for my lovely wife andrea this is the donica household we'll see you on the next ride